just listen to this man. He got some good news for you. Hey, everybody, gather near. The doctor's in the house, so lend him your ear. The things he can say might even make your day. He might even help your pain go away. The doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you. I'm sure he can tell you just what to do. The doctor is in the house. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, the doctor is in the house. Good day, everyone. This is Dr. Ron, host of Dr. Ron, unfiltered, uncensored. Now, in at least our 419th episode, thank you for listening. Thank you for taking the time in your, in your day. This program contains general medical information. The medical information heard on this program is not advice and should not be treated as such. You are encouraged to confirm any information obtained from this program with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician. And again, ladies and gentlemen, I do welcome you with an attitude of gratitude. And I do have a lot of gratitude for all the listeners that were uh, getting now and a lot of new ones. I do appreciate it. And I hope uh, we continue to deliver some uh, information that you can use, news that you can use. How about that? And uh, let's keep those telomeres long because size matters in telomeres, right? So I was looking at some quotes today and I saw Benjamin Franklin said, uh, Beware of old barbers and young doctors. And I guess he would maybe add all politicians. Uh, we need the politicians to get out of the practice of medicine. Let doctors practice medicine. Let there be open debate. Do you notice you never see anyone, uh, any other scientist but phony Fauci? Okay, some of these other uh so-called physicians that you either work for Pfizer or Merck or have other conflicts of interest. Let's have open debate. Let's stop people from dying. Let's stop injecting this experimental vaccine into our children who are getting myocarditis at a, at a fast rate. And some people will say, well, you can get over it, but do we really know? We have no long-term studies. So ladies and gentlemen, 
I could go on and on for hours on uh, the COVID uh, scam that we've been subject to. Uh, there's a thousand scientific studies that prove that these experimental COVID uh, injections uh, just don't work. A thousand. And and it proves that they are dangerous. Okay, go to the expose, E-X-P-O-S-E, if you want to see those thousand studies. And go to, to Robert F. Kennedy's website, Children's Health Defense, if you want to Read about how the billionaires of this country added a billion dollars a day to their pockets during this scamdemic. And you can read on multiple websites how ivermectin prophylaxis, ivermectin used in the first two to three days of uh, this virus, COVID, this Chinese virus, how it can save lives. How, 500,000 people may have been saved if the government agencies hadn't demonized hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. And thank God for Dr. Zelenko coming up with quercetin and zinc. Remember, zinc is the bullet, but you need quercetin to fire it. Quercetin is the, the, just is the rifle, is the gun to get that zinc into the cell to kill this virus. Otherwise, We'd even have more deaths. Don't forget about going barefoot, huh? I'm sitting here doing this podcast with my feet on my grounding mat. We need grounding and earthing. So today we're going to talk about what? To be or not to be. Vitamins. And remember, there are no deaths from vitamins. Supplement safety yet again confirmed by America's largest database. The 37th annual report from the American Association of Poison Control Centers shows zero deaths from any vitamin. Remember that. When people say, well, why are you taking vitamins? They're dangerous. No deaths. But how many deaths do we have from, uh, from drugs? 106,000 deaths every year from pharmaceutical drugs. How many from vitamins? Zero. Between 76,000 and 137,000 deaths from pharmaceutical drugs every year in hospitalized patients. How many from vitamins? Zero. You get the picture? So, oh, well, people say you don't need vitamins. But you know what? They are helpful because Americans are getting approximately 18% of our calories coming from sugar and another 18% from white flour. And then we have other losses in the way the food is processed. So almost half of our micronutrients are destroyed in our diet. And we see, we are seeing people being obese and malnourished at the same time. And for the first time in human history, obese people being malnourished. And there's many studies looking at the importance of nutrients. But a lot of um, the media twists the data. They make it into propaganda against anything that 
competes with drugs, with the big pharma. And it keeps getting repeated and repeated in this mass hypnosis that Dr. Malone talks about. And yet the studies show the exact opposite, that they do have an effect on our health. So for example, a study may show that a specific nutrient or multivitamin does not decrease one condition, but does significantly decrease the risk of a heart attack. So all you're going to hear from the media is the negative part that it does not decrease that one condition. They're not going to tell you that it significantly decreases your risk of a heart attack. And sometimes they do studies like studying penicillin for diabetes and that conclude and they reach the conclusion that antibiotics are worthless. They set the study up to fail. And then we have the ifs. If our nation's soil was virgin, it is not. If our ancestors had been perfect, they were not. If storage of our foods did not produce deficiencies in vitamins, but it does. If the refinement, processing, and enrichment and synthetic substitutions were not a reality, but they are. If our modern white flour was all used for wallpaper paste instead of bakery goods, which is is not. If our deep fried fats were not to be found in almost every restaurant, but they are. If man were not greedy, but he is. You know what? If all that was true, you wouldn't need a vitamin pill. But it's not true. So today we're going to talk about B vitamins, but we could have a whole discussion on synthetic versus uh, non-synthetic, more natural vitamins, and we'll do that next week. But if, if you're dealing with fatigue, concentration issues, depression, anxiety, memory problems, weakness, skin issues, and other chronic symptoms, that may be a time for you and your health provider to check for B vitamin deficiencies. And this B vitamin is a group of vitamins that are critical for our health, both our cells and our brain and our hormones, our metabolism. And so as you can see, a wide range of symptoms can result from B vitamin deficiencies. For instance, Symptoms and pathological changes of B1 deficiency. Hear this, weakness and fatigue, hypochlorohydria, low stomach acid, decreased appetite for normal foods, gastrointestinal disorders and constipation, loss of gastrointestinal muscle tone, diarrhea, polyneuritis, muscular discomfort, headache, insomnia, dizziness, I could go on and on. But remember, the first symptom of B1 deficiency is the development of unusual weakness and fatigue and damage to our nervous system. You get the idea? And we'll get more into that. But 
that's just one B vitamin, B1. And we're on, while we're on B1, let me see if I can find uh, an interesting article that was published at, at Lou Rockwell. This is an article by Bill Sardi. And he, he thinks a lot of the symptoms of COVID could be from a B1 deficiency. It used to be called berry-berry for you older people, like myself. So not to go, let me just get to the meat of this. So, you know, it, he goes on to say, a lot of people know about scurvy and pellagra, you know, rickets uh, from the our history. But not too many people as know about vitamin B1. And I, I, I just read you a, a, just a partial list of symptoms. Well, B1 controls the autonomic nervous system. That's your unconscious control of breathing, your heartbeat and the digestion. It has also been documented to cause a loss of smell and taste. And what have we been told about COVID-19? One of the first hallmark symptoms loss of smell and taste. And B1 has been known to be a treatment for Parkinson's and Alzheimer's disease. But you don't hear much about that, do you? So he says, is this an antidote for the leading cause of death? Okay, this vitamin B1 called thiamine. And I did a little show on this a couple weeks ago when I told, told you about benfotamine, the fat-soluble version of B1. Well, you know, B1 is a major antidote also for lead poisoning. But would it be crazy to think, as this author uh, theorized that berry, berry, a vitamin B1 deficiency could be miscategorized as... COVID, interesting theory, because a lot of the symptoms are the same. Something you for, for you to think about, but probably never amount to anything because the treatment is pennies a day, not thousands of dollars a day like the big pharmaceutical companies want you to spend. But what would it cost or what would we lose if every patient admitted with COVID was given a small supplement of vitamin B1 every day, like 10 milligrams of benfotamine? And maybe all our diabetics, alcoholics, our coffee and tea drinkers that are in the hospital would be given vitamin B1. What would we lose? Anyway, it's really interesting. And this article was in Lou Rockwell, and it was written by ben, uh, Bill Sardi, S-A-R-D-I. It's, it's, it's a worthy read, ladies and gentlemen. So let's get back to the B. So we talked a little bit about B1, right? Clothiamine or benfotamine. Vitamin B2 is riboflavin. B3 is niacin. B5 is pantothenic acid. B6 is what? B3 niacin, B5 pantothenic acid. Doesn't have a name. 
biotin is called also by B7. We have folate, which has been called B9, and then we have vitamin B12. And basically that is the B complex of vitamins. And every one of them has this little role in our bodies. And they have lots of benefits from increasing our energy, forming red blood cells, supporting liver detoxification, enhancing our mood. Lots of jobs these, these little guys do. And if you're eating a nutrient-dense diet, you possibly could meet your B1 needs. But as I said, if, if everything was perfect, but B, B deficiencies are actually quite common. Okay, so we don't want to have any B deficiencies, right? We don't want to have symptoms of fatigue and weakness. And, and as we get older, we will not, do not want to uh, deal with confusion and memory problems, depression and mental health illnesses. We don't want to deal with pale skin and heart palpitations and shortness of breath and digestive problems, right? And if you're a smoker and you, you use antacids, you're in, in a high stressful situation, you're on birth control pills. If you're younger, you're a high performance athlete. If you have a lot of sugar in your diet, you drink alcohol and you use a lot of non-steroidal drugs like aspirin, Tylenol and ibuprofen, you might be at risk for B complex deficiencies. You may be at risk for diabetes, heart disease, hormonal imbalances, adrenal fatigue, high blood pressure, just from having these deficiencies. And you maybe think you're eating a good diet, but you may be eating too much sugar and not eating, eating organically. And if you're not eating meat, if you're not eating organ meat, meat, fish, eggs, dark leafy greens, mushrooms, seeds, and beans, it may be impossible for you to meet your bee needs. And if you're eating too much sugar, grains, processed foods, and other inflammatory foods, you're going to have a lot of gut inflammation. It's going to destroy your, the microbiome of your gut. You won't be able to absorb even the vitamins that you uh, do eat. So I guess my point is, it's really hard to meet your B vitamin needs, even if you're eating properly, unless everything in your life is, is perfect. And who of us in these uh, scamdemic times aren't under some stress and that can deplete your body of B vitamins and the stress can be physical, mental, or emotional. Okay. And then when we have these, uh, emotional symptoms of fear, anger, uh, anger, and even negativity, boy, and boy, with the, if you're watching the television, you sure, sure do get a lot of negative, uh, news to help that, uh, help you fall into that. And as we get older, you know, we have less and less stomach acid, hydrochloric acid. And you know, B12 needs an acidic environment to be absorbed. 
So it's not that a B12 is absorbed in the stomach. It's not. It's absorbed further down in the intestines, but it needs that acid environment to start the process. And as we get older, a lot of people have atrophic gastritis. Well, what is that? That's the lining of the stomach. It's uh, where it should be all folds. It gets too flat. And that could lead to decreased acid levels. And if you take any of the proton pump inhibitors or antacid or acid reflux drugs, that can also inhibit the body's ability to absorb B12. And you know, you don't have to have an infection that leads to fever and malaise and, and abdominal pains to have a gut infection or a small intestinal bowel overgrowth, which just means that the good bacteria are outnumbered by the bad bacteria. And we have inflammation of your gut, you can have leaky gut syndrome. Bottom line is you do not absorb your vitamins. And what can, what can make it worse is the non-steroidal drugs. So that's why we've always talk about a superior interior. Keep that gut healthy. And there's a variety of medications, especially the heartburn medications and the acid reflux medications, the proton pump inhibitors, and metformin and antibiotics and others that can decrease the absorption of your B vitamins, especially B12. Okay, and you, the Parkinson people that listen to this program, carbidopa is another one that can decrease the absorption of vitamin B12. So B1 and B12 deficiencies are associated with the symptoms of Parkinson's disease. Would it hurt to replace them, to give it a try? There's a genetic defect also that can interfere with B uh, levels. And that's the, um, well, it's the methylene tetrahydrofolate reductase gene. Anyway, it's not that common. Uh, it's a genetic mutation. Uh, Affects, uh, well, I say not that common. It could affect up to half of the population. I, I don't, I have not checked for it, but people do, there's a lot of literature on this particular gene mutation. It leads to what they call methylation issues, uh, which could increase your risk for fatigue and sleep disorders. Um, Anyway, if you have it or you don't have it, you know, the treatment is B supplements and a nutrient-dense diet, which we should be doing anyway. So every B vitamin has a function, okay? Every one. And if I gave you the function of every one, that would be the whole show, but you could look that up. You know, what, what <clears throat> thiamine does, what B2 does, B2 is riboflavin, niacin. You know, there are a lot of articles using niacin to control cholesterol. Forget the statins, which can cause Parkinson's, diabetes, and dementia. You know, there are a lot of articles about using uh, niacin. 
So, uh, some, that's something you may want to talk to your doctor because as the statins that are, are a trillion dollar drug or whatever, you know, we, but they cause a lot of other diseases. So you're on statin, then you develop diabetes. So then you need a diabetic drug and you have memory problems and you have to be on a memory drug and, and there, uh, and then the domino effect starts. And you might want to check that out. And there's B5 and B6, and everyone has its own list of symptoms, and you can always look up the foods that contain high sources of, of them. Now, I know a, a lot of people are talking about biotin and, and uh, hair growth. Well, I haven't found a controlled study, but there's lots of uh, observational studies but you know, biotin is really critical for your adrenal glands and, and maintaining a healthy nervous system. So for that reason alone, uh, you might, you want to, you want to, uh, supplement with biotin, but biotin deficiency symptoms can include hair loss. Okay. And, uh, biotin is, uh, sourced out in wild caught fish, not farm raised fish, wild caught fish. Organ meats, everybody shuns liver and uh, sweetbreads, but organ meats have a lot of biotin. So do nuts, seeds, and pasture-raised eggs, not the cage-raised eggs. And you can go back a month and look at the, and if you have time, the program I did on vitamin B12, because that's another unrecognized uh, vitamin deficiency, which is really important for nerve function and cardiovascular function and blood formation. Okay. And I'll go just repeat that. I have always recommended methylcobalamin, not cyanocobalamin. When you replace the cyano means, you know, arsenic, cyanide. So we want to replace it with the methylcobalamin. And yeah, there are testing uh, and there is blood work. Uh, but you have to find a functional medicine doctor that can do that for you. But your conventional doctor could test you for homocysteine and folate and B12 levels. They're tests that can be done and might be covered by your insurance. But there are lots of uh, direct and indirect ways of looking at your uh, the either the vitamin themselves or the effect that the vitamin has on certain organs. And there's a organic acid test that's, that people are now using. And we'll talk about next week about which vitamins are the best because there are a difference. There's a difference in the vitamins. You wouldn't believe what 90 or 90 plus percent of vitamins contains coal tar, petroleum based vitamins, and you want to avoid them like the plague. So that's why I recommend you try and get your vitamins from your healthcare provider or from whole foods and whole food supplements. So you need, you'll need help to track these down, but you want to avoid commercial vitamins which are made from petroleum coal tar products 
You want them made from real food. They may not have the uh, big doses you see with synthetic vitamins, but they'll do the same job because they're all natural and your body knows how to handle it. So, even though your vitamin might be labeled as natural, it only has to contain to pass that label 10% of the vitamin is natural form. That means 90% could be synthetically produced, but that would, that would get them by the labeling laws. So that's how they want you to think that their product is uh, natural and it's not. And there's, I guess we should probably talk more about this next week since uh, 90 to 95% of all vitamin supplements today fall into that synthetic category and they're not good for you. You know, do you want to eat coal tar? So there's lots of reasons to supplement. None of them bad. None of them bad. I'm looking at a chart here where vitamin A, this the commercial one, contains methanol, benzene, petroleum esters. Just it's just crazy. Cyanide and B12. B9 processed with petroleum derivatives. A lot of a lot of petroleum extracts and car tar derivatives, ladies and gentlemen. And don't fall for the trick words food based. All that means is the producer added some kind of green product to the synthetics, such as algae. So it could say food based vitamin. It's one scam after another. So to be or not to be, to take B vitamins or not to, to take B vitamins. Remember I said there's been no deaths from vitamins at all. And some of the signs and symptoms of these B vitamins you might be experiencing now, like cor corneal vascularization, corneal cloudiness from a B to deficiency, a glossitis, a, a, a irritated tongue from a B2 deficiency. A lot of the B vitamins can cause problems with myelin and cause neuropathy. And gosh, I seem to be coming across that more and more every day. People complaining of neuropathic pain. Neuropathic pain. Interfering with their lifestyle. So today's podcast is... Should you take a B vitamin or not? And the answer is yes, because there's a lot of ifs out there. 
You wouldn't need it if you lived in a, in a stress-free world. You wouldn't need it if our grains weren't harvested when they were green and immature. You wouldn't need B, vit B vitamins if most of our grains were not refined into dried cereals. You wouldn't need B vitamins if our foods were not overcooked. You would not need B vitamins if we lived by the laws of nature. You would not need B vitamins if we could all own our own goat or cow and raise our own meat and poultry. So yes, supplementation is advised. So next week, ladies and gentlemen, we'll talk about the difference between natural versus synthetic and how we can have a holism and a holistic approach to our nutrition. And uh, I do thank you for listening. I hope you pick up something. Remember, if you want to see a lot of posting on, uh, on about COVID and a lot of studies, you can follow me on Telegram at Doc. Dr. Ron Unfiltered. I post a lot of uh, articles there on COVID because the, it's not censored and I don't get they don't get taken down. I just got to notice that YouTube took down an ozone program I did two years ago. Ozone. You cannot live without oxygen. But yet they, uh, they, they don't want you to know about ozone. They don't want you to know about how ozone can cure cancer and other diseases, how it can cure ulcers. They took it down. It's over two years it's been up on YouTube. So if you want to follow me on Rumble or BitChute, LinkedIn, Dr. Ron Unfiltered. And I thank you for listening, and we will see you next week. Hey, everybody. Dr. Ron's finished for the day. I hope you got some good wisdom for what the man had to say. If it's all about good health, he's the man you got to see. He has a lot more answers for you. So tune in next week when the doctor is in the house. Or when the doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house. Doctor is in the house. Doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you. I'm sure he can tell you just what to do. The doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you. When the doctor is in the house So if you have a pain Call the doctor If you have a strain Call the doctor Let the doctor know what's bothering you When the doctor is in the house The doctor is in the house See you next week